0: From the Mercy One Studio. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists. Be Not Afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish on Iowa Catholic Radio. Now hear the good news and be not afraid. Good morning
1: friends and welcome to Be Not Afraid here on Iowa Catholic Radio 11:50 a.m. 88.5 FM 94.5 FM and online on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Father PJ McManus here with Deacon Tony Valdez. Good morning, Deacon. Good morning, Father. Good to see you. It's good to be seen. Well,
2: that's... Yes, it is. (laughs) We wouldn't be doing the show.
1: (laughs) It's even better to be heard by all of you. So, friends, let's join together this morning and pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, lead us to share in the joys of heaven so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before. He who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, this Sunday... Um, is is popularly known as Good Shepherd Sunday because it's the, the Sunday on which we always read the Gospel of the Good Shepherd. But uh, we've been reflecting the last couple weeks on the sacraments that are celebrated during Eastertide. Last week, we looked at Confirmation, and this week, I thought we'd look at First Holy Communion. And uh, that collect that we read for this fourth Sunday of Easter um, r- really, I think, articulates something important about what happens with First Communion. Lead us to share in the joys of heaven that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before. Each one of us, uh, you know, as humble and and ordinary a member of the flock as every seven or eight-year-old that's going to receive their first communion uh, in the next couple, three weeks. Deacon Tony, do you remember your first Holy Communion?
2: I do. Um, For those of you who are in my age category, you'll probably probably recall, Sacred Heart Church at West in West Des Moines, but it was on 4th and Elm. It was the old church. And um, I, I do remember processing in. We were all in our little white outfits, um, little ties, and looking so angelic that uh, it, w- it was just a great day to be outside. I, I do recall that. And uh, just... Uh, a, a spirit of wonderment of what was going to happen a spirit of wonderment
1: that's a, that's a wonderful way to put it because i think so often you know we 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 sort of fix on things that have become standard details here right the first communion whites the mm-hmm. white dresses for the boys and the white shirts and ties for the girls the sure. white dresses for the curls the white shirts and ties for the boys uh, yeah <laughs> um, and uh, and um, you know the procession and making sure their hands are folded right and all those things which can be important right it's not that those are wrong or bad but um, but that the, the the wonderment of the day is what really makes the thing count that this day things are different and that and that little ones recognizing that things are different is how we communicate the importance of holy communion to them
2: it's uh, it's a time where you you've you've prepped for it and also, you know, going hand in hand with first communion is your first reconciliation mm-hmm. and it's just the preparedness that uh was painstakingly took back then. I, I don't know if that happens today. I, I would hope it would, but it just leaves a lasting impression on you.
1: You know, um obviously each place handles this a little bit different, but what I what I can say for us uh, at Christ the King, right, is that, uh, of course, first confession precedes first communion and that, you know, we've really tried, especially with that last year during the pandemic, it was not possible to do these things in the ordinary way. Most of the first communions were individual celebrations just with the family. Right. Right. But um, we at Christ the King were able to keep the confessional open outside. And so uh, Rather than have kind of the big group confession thing, which has become common, um, uh, our, our our kids simply came on an ordinary weeknight or an ordinary Saturday afternoon with their parents. And we liked it so much we actually stayed with it um, mm-hmm. because it made confession just a normal thing. You know, I, I think one of the things that happens, right, there's two ways this can go. You make something special the first time to show how important it is with the idea then that it would be internally important each time. Or if you make too big of a deal out of it, sometimes people are like, well, this is not that big of a deal anymore. Why would I bother to do it? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it, it's, it's striking that balance where the kids understand this is really important and we're doing it up because it's important, but it's important to us because we want this to stay important to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what, uh, what do you think, Deacon, is the most important thing for the parents of our little ones to be thinking about as they help get their kids ready for First Confession and First Communion?
2: I think the the parents can help, assisting not only the the priests and the teachings that the kids get, but but just uh, what a special time this is in their life, and and you are now. Uh, I I know it's a mystery, you know, accepting that you are having God taken inside you. And, um, but that's, that's what it is. Just take it at, at face value for now. It will become maybe clearer later as you're older, but maybe don't try to overblow it too much, you know, cause it can be too, um, uh, mind boggling because it is a mystery that Christ is now within you.
1: Right. Right. And I think that's really important, right? Because the, 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 the gift and the mystery of Holy Communion is intended to begin, obviously, the first time one receives it, but then it extends out for the whole rest of your life, right? We live mm-hmm. from communion to communion. Uh, and, and, and that, obviously, it's going to mean one thing at one point in life and a different thing at a different point in life, sure. which doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that it's, it's too big to be contained in any one thing. Friends, do remember that we are on Iowa Catholic Radio here with Be Not Afraid, 1150 a.m., 88.5 f.m., 94.5 f.m., and online on the
0: Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning provided by Bell Construction.
1: Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs like commercial jobs and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction. 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid on Iowa Catholic Radio, I- eleven fifty AM, eighty eight point five FM, and ninety four point five FM, and online on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Father PJ, and I'm here with uh, Deacon Tony Valdez as we discuss First Holy Communion during this Easter season,
2: special time in in our lives and. Uh... I, I know we all have recollections of it, but may, maybe something uh, to consider and, and ask you, Father, is uh, a First Communion as a child, when when you received it first, and, and now that you're a priest, how does that, has it changed? Has it uh, affected you in a different way as you see others receiving First Communion?
1: You know, First Communion, I think, is one of the the happiest moments in the life of a parish priest uh, and and his curates, his assistants, um, uh, b- because there's just so much joy and delight in the faces of the children, and uh, and and you like to think at least this this time we've got it right, right? Yeah. Um, you have a, a flock of angels in front of, of you. A flock of angels. That's exactly right. You know, I I'm embarrassed to say I don't. I remember that my first Holy Communion happened. I have a very distinct memory of the party because my grandpa got in a fight with a raccoon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was it a Catholic raccoon? Um, It might have
1: been Protestant. It was, yeah, it was not a good situation. But I, uh, but I I really don't remember the mass itself. And and in some ways, I think that's not such a bad thing. You know, I often counsel parents uh, with children. We're always playing a long game. Like we – you know, the, the the way especially school masses run, sometimes we make it – we dumb things down so much because we think everything's got to be immediately accessible to each kid all the time. I don't know anybody that receives things in childhood that way. Mm-hmm. Like they – you know, a kid watches a, a TV show. They watch the whole series, you know, four or five seasons or something. They don't remember each individual episode. They have a general feeling about the season. Sure. Right? Um, and so I I think the bigger thing is to just create an event – that that has positive resonances for the kid. So like, don't freak out about stuff, mom, or whatever. So that that isn't what the kid mem- remembers. But um, <laughs> yeah. but that but but like the particulars, you know, what I was wearing or what the church looked like. I don't remember any of that. As a priest, though, I can say um, that there have been several occasions with children for first communion that the kid clearly got what was going on better, even than the parents do. And that, that, that winds up that, uh, reflecting backwards on the parents. It, it has yeah. a deep impact on the parents. Yeah. Two really, uh, exceptional situations I've had, um, uh, with first communion, um, are, uh, one of my goddaughters, um, uh, Perpetua Willard, um, uh, was very, very ill as a young girl, um, but had, uh, showed exemplary piety. And so, um, she she got leukemia, and there was a time where it wasn't clear if she was going to live or not. And so her parents approached Father Aquinas. They go to the basilica about having her um, confirmed and receive her First Holy Communion early in case she didn't survive. <laughs> and uh, and Bishop uh, Pates granted permission. And since I was the godfather, I was invited to come back and, and celebrate that. Um, that was a deeply moving moment, and I am 100% sure that little girl at four or five understood better what was going on than most of the grownups I see most weekends. I had another situation in a house. I was visiting a family and um, they're probably listening even. And, uh, and after dinner, one of the little ones in the house said, father, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, sure. And she took me over to a corner of the living room and she starts talking and she's telling me about her life and her parents and her brothers and sisters. And, and before I know what's going on, She she's making her first confession. Now she was only a year or two early, um, but but what was very clear was she she'd sinned, her own sin obviously, which I won't talk about. But she'd sinned, and she knew she'd sinned, and she knew that what you were supposed to do when you sin is go to the priest.
2: But this was before she received the sacrament. Exactly, and and she was she was
1: about a year and a half ahead of where she kind of should should have been. That's near quotes. Well, what what was I going to do? Refuse the kid absolution if the kid's <sighs> confessing? I ass- I couldn't do that, right? Yeah. And so 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 uh, you know, I absolved her, and uh, and she wound up receiving her first Holy Communion a few weeks later. And every time I see that little girl and her parents at Mass, you know, we've got a sign that somebody put up uh, on the inside of our sacristy, deacon. That's the last thing you and I see before we leave to to celebrate Mass, and it says, "Priest of God, celebrate this Mass." as though it were your first mass, your last mass, your only mass. Mm-hmm. When I see this little girl, I think, you know, people of God receive this Holy Communion as though it were your first Holy Communion, your last Holy Communion, your only Holy Communion. Right. Um, and, oh. and, and that's what, why I think first communion is important. It's important for the kids, of course. I think it's as important, it is as important for the grownups that are there to re in us that first fervor of the faith from when we were kids.
2: It's certainly, again, a special moment that uh, it's sometimes through the grinding of the day, the week, you get to Holy Communion and you just don't give it the respect. And it's not purposefully, but it just dwindles a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, no,
1: that's certainly true. Deacon, uh, one of your uh, jobs as a deacon, right, is is to bring uh, Holy Communion as viaticum to people. Can you think of a moment where you where you brought communion to somebody where it turned out to be their last in that matter
2: um yes i I do have a, a friend who passed away um he was a fellow musician who um uh was just at, at at the end of his life and and so I offered to bring it to him and um it just uh, it wasn't as viaticum. It was just to bring him communion because he was in the hospital. But he, he wanted it, and I, I was honored to bring it to him. And it turned out to be one of the last uh-huh. times he, he was able to have communion. And it's just, just an honor to, to, to do that and, and to help this person on their way to eternity.
1: The Lord shows up often in the most unexpected of places and and unlikely of ways from the very beginning of our lives to the very end. Friends, remember that we're on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and online on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Be not afraid.
0: The Iowa Catholic Men's Conference is Saturday, May 22nd at the Embassy Suites downtown, starting with Mass at 7 a.m. Speakers include Gary Dolphin and Tim Jameson, hosted by Joe Stopulis and John Leonetti. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com slash events. The Catholic Foundation of Southwest Iowa is looking for a director of development. Learn more at CatholicFoundationIowa.org slash careers or contact Eileen Valdez, 515-237-5085. CatholicFoundationIowa.org slash careers.
1: Friends, welcome back to Be Not Afraid on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 a.m., 88.5 f.m., 94.5 f.m. and online on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Listen now to the words of the gospel from this Sunday. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know mine and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father... And I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. So, Deacon, as you hear that, what do you think are the qualities of a good shepherd?
2: A good shepherd is is his responsibility toward his flock is that he will take care of them and no matter what, uh, will be there for them. Um, You know, I I like to watch nature shows, and, and it's funny how... You will see these animals who respond to a mother's call amongst all these other animals of the same thing. I'm thinking of penguins, and I, I hate to use this as an example, but but it's true. One penguin has the power to to s- squawk or whatever sound they make, but their young hear it and they respond, and they can be amongst thousands of other penguins but it's that call. And I think it's that innate ability for, for God to put that in our hearts that we hear his call no matter what's going on and that we can respond to it just like a shepherd will call his sheep to him. If they know him, they will respond. And it, it's just such a touching thing that we are wired that way.
1: When, uh, when I was a little boy... My mother had a terrible problem with smoking and uh, and she had a very distinctive smoker's cough. Mm. But as a kid, that smoker's cough was incredibly comforting for me. So I can remember you know, being in the store and wandering off kind of thing. yeah and and when you'd get first get scared and be running around trying to find her, all I had to do was listen for the cough. And the uh-huh. moment that I heard that cough, I knew I was okay. Even before I saw her, I knew I was okay.
2: yes
1: and and, and, yes. and I think it's the same kind of thing we who who spend time with the lord come to know the lord sort of intuitively, naturally. Um uh the, the 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 idea, you know, is that when when we know another person, when we come to know them, we come to love them. We don't just know stuff about them, right? Like mm-hmm. a person is not what would show up on a dating profile. A person is how they hold their coffee mug at breakfast and and what happens when they get ready for bed at night, right? Right. It's the kind of familiarity that you only have typically with family or real close friends. That's the kind of familiarity we're supposed to have with God. And when we grow close to God, then we grow to love the things of God and disdain the things that God disdains. So we Grow to love virtue and justice and and the poor and the saints and the sacraments because these are the things God loves right and we grow to hate wickedness and evil and sin and, and discord and injustice because these are the things God doesn't want for us right um, and it's not about being prissy or fussy or belonging to a club it's just it's just what happens most naturally when you when you grow in love with someone and I think um, the, the the great value of the the shepherd image for the Lord here right is that is that we have one whom we can depend on beyond all others.
2: Well, and and you can hear the call Mm. in silence. Mm. It doesn't have to be a communicated verbal sign. It's, I know know I'm being spoken to, or I know I'm being reached out to.
1: Of course. You know, I've seen with you, Tony— um, and Eileen, uh, y- you guys have been together long enough. All she has to do is shoot you the right kind of glance, and you know, right. Grab the wine bottle, get the napkin, pick this uh, right. The, yes. the, there's 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 a there's a kind of sign language uh, that, that comes to exist between the two of you that, that's communicated with an eyebrow. Yep, and exactly, uh, and, and, and that's the kind of relationship that we're called to have with God. You know, the Psalmist says, "As the um." As the the hands of the servant are on the hands of his Lord, the hands of the handmaiden on her mistress, so our eyes on you, O oh Lord. And, and the idea there is kind of twofold, right? Because you, you keep track of your master's hands because he's going to point and say, get that or bring that or whatever. But also mm-hmm. he might hit you, right? Um, <laughs> Wake but the, up. <laughs> but the, the move there, right, for, for us is we want to keep our eyes on the Lord's hands, not because we're afraid he's going to smack us. Right. But because we, we want to do what he wants us to do.
2: Yes, he communicates to us in many ways. And as I say, it just doesn't have to be a verbal way.
1: We feel it. From the inside out. That's how grace works. The grace of First Holy Communion and First Confession, the grace of confirmation and all the sacraments. The grace of Holy Baptism still working itself out in each of our lives. Friends, as you uh, approach the Lord for Holy Communion this weekend, uh, please uh, take that advice and try and make this as solemn and important and significant a moment as your first communion was, and as solemn and significant a moment as we all pray our last shall be. Mm-hmm. May the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ and the merits and the prayers of the Blessed Virgin and St. Joseph and all the saints grant that whatsoever good you do, or suffering you endure, heal you your sins, help you grow in holiness and bring you to everlasting life. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit,
0: Amen. be not afraid. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Also tune in Sundays at 10:30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish on Iowa Catholic Radio. Go forward and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists.